Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Soche. Episode 10 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today. Also brought to you by Morningbrook Digital Consultancy. If you need help with digital customer support strategy, email me at frankie at sociallysupportive.com. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to Wisdom Wednesday. Today is a little unusual for me. I am coming to you fresh from the power coming back on at the Socially Supportive Studio because we have been without power for over 24 hours here in the North Atlanta suburbs where the Socially Supportive Studio is located due to Hurricane Irma. Now, folks in Florida and south of Florida have had a much harder time with Hurricane Irma than we did here in the North Atlanta suburbs for sure. We lost power and had some trees come down, some power lines come down, lots of heavy rain and wind, but thankfully everyone here is safe and sound and we just have a little bit of debris cleanup. My thoughts are with those who have lost loved ones and property and more than that. Having said that, You may hear some things that are a little unusual, like children playing outside and a little more noise than usual because we do have cleanup efforts happening and schools are closed today. But that made me think that maybe we should do a special episode about responding during severe weather because even though Hurricane Irma has passed, we do know that more severe weather, as always, is coming our way. And I thought that you might benefit from us talking this through. So let's get down to it. Here are five steps that I recommend you go through in order to do your best responding during severe weather. The first step is to be prepared. And this starts obviously before the threat of severe weather happens by developing a plan in advance with your leadership team to decide what will happen when severe weather strikes and how your company will respond. I tend to fall back on my mass communications background and look at this from a who, what, when, where, why, and how perspective. So the first thing to look at in being prepared is who. Who are the point people for each department and division? If you have different geographical divisions, whether they be national, international, global, who are the people that will be on point when severe weather strike? And who will be in charge of drafting messaging for your agent? These are things that are very helpful to work out in advance. And so everyone knows which part they should be playing. For example, if you have an office location in Denver, Colorado, and a blizzard happens, and you have a corporate office that's in Los Angeles, who will be responsible for deciding that something is an emergency in the Denver office? And who will be responsible for responding to posts that come in around that severe weather? And then who will be responsible for drafting the messaging? The answer could be different for every company. And it could be different depending on your vertical. But the important thing is that your organization figures out what the answer is that's correct for your organization in advance of something happening. The second thing we want to consider in being prepared is what? 
What constitutes an emergency? Using the example that I gave before, if you have a blizzard in Denver, when is it time for that to be an emergency? If you have a blizzard in South Florida, which would be very unusual, that would be probably a different level of emergency than a blizzard in Denver because there's preparedness, there are people who are used to dealing with this sort of situation. Maybe 12 inches of snow in Denver is very different than 12 inches of snow in Arizona in different places. All of these things are things that you want to figure out. How much of an event over what period of time in how big of an area you can determine in your company, we have agreed as a company that this equals an emergency and this is the point in time that we will invoke our crisis strategy. The third thing we want to consider in our preparedness plan is when this would refer to the timing of events that are happening inside of this preparedness plan. When will the emergency leadership team meet? When will you be giving updates to frontline agents? When will you give updates to your consumers? At what cadence will this happen? These are things, again, that you want to understand before you are confronted with severe weather. Number four in being prepared is why, and this refers to your company's overarching philosophy behind the plan that has been made. What is your primary objective? What is your mission statement? What is your vision of what a good execution of your emergency preparedness plan for severe weather look like? And the reason that that's important is because... Things don't always go as planned. And when you have your crisis plan, your severe weather emergency response plan, however you're going to refer to it, you'll line out protocol for as many things as you feel are appropriate or as many things as you can think of. And as soon as a crisis happens, something will happen that is not covered in that plan. And the folks on this team will have to make a determination as to how they want to handle this based on hopefully your overarching philosophy behind your preparedness plan. This will help inform a decision that is in harmony with your original vision for what a successful outcome looks like. So just want to consider the why. It's something people may not always think about, but that really helps to make sure that the plan does not go off the rails or wind up looking like something that was never intended originally. And number five is the how. How will updates be given to leadership? How will updates be given to your agents? How will you make sure that your messaging is consistent between departments and from the company to the end consumer at different touch points. Another how that's interesting to consider is how will your agents gain access to the internet if a loss of power occurs? On teams that I've led before, there have been different approaches at different stages of the team. One approach could be that there will be backup generators at the location where your team is so that if the power does go out, there are emergency backup generators and your team has access to the outlets that are attached to these backup generators. Another approach is if you can't get into the office, potentially there are laptops that can be assigned to the folks that are working on your social media customer care team where they can take these laptops home the night before or have them with them at all times so that if they need to boot up, they are able to access your network and complete the work that they need to do from a company-issued laptop. Also, if you have a work-from-home program for your agents, you may also just have your software connected to their home equipment or your home equipment, and then they're able to access and work posts from home. 
whatever the appropriate situation is for your company, you'll just want to know in advance if your agents have a hard time getting into the office to respond to your customers, what will the plan be to make sure that your customers are able to be responded to. If you need to let customers know that you will be unable to respond for some point in time, you'll want to make sure that there is someone that you can appoint that will be able to make that post on behalf of the company. The second step is about considering your staffing. Now, hopefully you have added over time in advance if you had any notice that there was going to be a situation or a weather event or what have you. Hopefully you've already asked people if they wanted to sign up for overtime and you've made sure that you've got an abundance of people to be able to respond to your posts and all of that. You also want to ensure that you have chosen agents that are very good at solving problems. You really want your best agents on staff when you're going through some sort of emergency situation. I recommend that you go back and listen to episode five, hire the right type of agent because it does explain in there different types of agents and the type that you want to make sure that you can get things done when things need to get done. Step three is during the crisis, you want to be responsive. You want to hopefully let customers know in advance what the company's plans are. For example, I got emails ahead of Hurricane Irma from USAA, from different credit card companies, different banking institutions to let me know what I should do to be prepared for Hurricane Irma to come and to understand what the company's intentions and plans were once the hurricane arrived and how I could contact them if they needed them. That type of advanced communication is great. And then during the event, you want to make sure also that you are setting a schedule to provide regular updates to consumers and stick to that schedule. For example, if you're a power company and you post proactively on Facebook and say, hey, there there is severe weather that's coming through. We have X number of outages. We will be updating you periodically, maybe every two hours or whatever is right for your company. You want to announce what that cadence is because then folks know that there is something that's coming and they should have more information in two hours. Even if in two hours, the answer is there really are no new updates to give you. That at least gives folks something that they can hang on to and understand what's going to be happening in the future. Number three under being responsive is consider creating an outage map. In the example given with the power company, I know I'm picking on the power company and it's because I've just been out of power for 24 hours, but I'm so excited that Georgia Power has us back up and running. Thank you so much. Um, as a matter of fact, last Friday, we had Emerson Cunningham on who works with Georgia Power. So Emerson, if you're listening, you guys did a great job. We want to maybe consider having an outage map. This gives power to the end consumer to check and find updates for themselves without relying on having to reach out to your company and hear back from them to understand what's happening. So I know that that can be a sticky situation. Sometimes your public affairs department doesn't want to advertise the fact that there is a service issue or there has been an outage because it can, you know, shine a, a bad light on the brand. But I do think that there's an argument to be made for excellent customer service and to have a great customer experience to be very forthcoming with your customers and let them know that this is the situation. Step four in responding during severe weather is to make sure that you're managing your volume. On episode six, respond to everything, I went into detail about different ways that you are able to organize your post volume so that you can get through as much of it as possible. 
all of this depends on which type of customer engagement platform you're using as to what features and functionality you can deploy to make sure that you're getting through your posts as quickly as possible. And so if you do have specific questions, feel free to email me at frankie at socially supportive.com. I'm happy to go through different strategies that you can use based on the tool that you're using. I will say that there are on episode six different prioritizations that you can use if you have a tool that allows you to prioritize your volume. You can prioritize as priority level one outage inquiries and go from there. And then you can manage the volume by making sure that some percentage of your agents are working all of the priority one posts that are coming in referring to the outage. And then some other subset of your agents could be working posts that are not about the outage. Perhaps you have an outage in just a portion of your service area. And if that's the case, then you'll want to have some agents focusing on that. But perhaps there's another section that needs help for items that are not related to the service outage. If that's the case, it is helpful, I think, to manage volumes if you take a portion of your agents and have them working the things that are not related and just put like things together. That can help make sure that you are not getting too far behind for folks that are not in the outage situation and that you are getting through the outage posts as quickly as possible. But check out episode six for more information on that or reach out to me directly. The last step that I want to talk about in responding during severe weather is delivering the all clear. This is something that can be overlooked because in the heat of the outage, you're working as fast as you can to get through as many posts as you can. You're working as hard as you can. And when the all clear comes and everything is back to normal, you can think, yay, this is so great. I'm so glad we're not in an outage situation anymore. And then forget to announce to the public that you're back to business as usual. Well, why is this such a big deal? You probably ask couple of reasons. Number one, I believe that when you're communicating to the masses, if you've sent out a mass communication that says there is an outage, you want to make sure that you go and close that out with the mass public that you've sent the notice out to, to let them know there was an outage and now the outage has been taken care of. And this is a good opportunity to thank customers for their patience and their dedication to your brand, to let them know that your agents were very happy to assist them and look forward to a assisting them in the future. The other reason that it's very important is because there could be hidden in your outage volume, there could be some customers who are without service, but they are not related to the outage that you're going through. They think they are because it's happening at the same time as a coincidence. But if you go back and announce to everyone, hey, everything's all clear, everything should be working fine for you, this alerts customers who are not part of that outage or who have additional needs from your company to get their service working properly again. This allows them an opportunity to be alerted and go, hey, everybody else is back up and running, but I am not. And then they can contact you to make sure that everything gets taken care of the way that it should. So when you make sure to go and deliver that all clear, it can help certain customers not be out of service for a much longer time than anticipated. So there you have it. Those are five steps for responding during severe weather. Number one, being prepared. Number two, considering your staffing. Number three, being responsive. Number four, managing your volume. And number five, delivering the all clear. I hope this was helpful to you. If there are other tips that you think that we could include in terms of 
responding during severe weather, send them over to me at Frankie at socially supportive.com. As I mentioned earlier, and as we all know, severe weather will continue to happen. And we have plenty of opportunity to continue to get better and deliver excellent customer service in events as they occur. So there's plenty of time for us to include your great ideas too. And now let me ask you this, do you have a job opening? Or are you looking for a position? Either way, go ahead and send me an email at frankie at socially supportive.com. And if you have a position, I'm happy to post it up on the website. Our listeners are the best in the biz. Hey, they just learned how to respond better during severe weather even. So that's got to be helpful for your organization. Or if you want to go ahead and send me your resume, I won't say your name on the air or post your resume publicly. I'll just hold on to it and then I'll be able to pass it on to someone who might be interested in hiring you. And if you have ideas for the show, go ahead and email me at frankie at socially supportive.com and I will be happy to take a look at those. So that's what we've got for today. Hope you had a great time listening to this episode and I can't wait to have you back tomorrow, which is Thoughtful Thursday. And we will have a very special guest talking to us about the top four reasons to use messaging apps. So until tomorrow, and even after tomorrow, this is Frankie Soche. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.